Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Matches Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. We and our guests discuss relationships and health and wellness, each of which contributes to meaningful and fulfilling lives. This is Jess Bina, your host. I'm a former practicing lawyer and the founder of Intersections Match, the only national matchmaking and dating coaching company focused on singles of South Asian descent in the country. I'm very excited to welcome psychologist, author, and dating coach, Dr. Christy Hartman, to our show today. Christy has authored three books, which we'll be discussing today. The three books are, uh, first, It's Not Him, It's You, The Truth You May Not Want But Need to Hear, an insightful and research-based book for single women. And second book is Changing Your Game, A Man's Guide to Success with Women. And the third book is Dating the Divorced Man, Sort Through the Baggage to Decide if He's Right for You. Christy has appeared on national television, including the Today Show and Fox News Live, has had numerous appearances on local TV shows, and has made numerous radio appearances across the U.S. and Canada. Christy has also been quoted in articles for CNN.com, Match.com, Cosmo, Women's Health, and Shape. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on. Now, Christy, tell me, what led you to write each of these these three books? Well, um, each one had kind of a different reason, so I'll, I'll briefly... I'll briefly tell you the reason for each one. Um, Dating the Divorced Man actually came um, from personal experience. I actually dated somebody going through a divorce, and there were so many interesting and complex problems, and everywhere I looked to find support, I could find none. And after a few years of looking into this and reading blogs and talking to people, I realized, wow, this could be a really helpful book. So that kind of spawned that book. Um, it's not him, it's you is really about women's top ten dating mistakes. Talking to so many women in my work and, you know, doing the research that I do, I realize that there are certain things that women struggle with over and over. And I wanted mm-hmm. to share those. I wanted to compile them and share them in a book. And so that kind of um, brought out uh, It's Not Him, It's You. And then finally, Changing Your Game is um, a book for men. There okay. is so little out there for men. 
right now. There's nothing out there for men that isn't um, a pickup guide or a, a seduction book, and that's fine. But a lot of men just want regular dating advice, advice on how to succeed with women. So that's why I wrote that one. Excellent. Um, well, all three books definitely have something unique, um, some unique insights, and we're going to dive into them one by one. And we're um, we're going to start with in it's um, it's not him, it's you. So in it's not him, it's you. Um, you identify, as you mentioned, you identify what you term the top ten mistakes that women make in the early stages of dating. And for the benefit of our female listeners, I'd like to discuss three of the ten. Um, and so please tell us about mistake number two, which is your attitude sucks. Tell us about that one. Yeah, um, that is actually, that really that should have been mistake number one because your attitude in dating is everything. It's everything. When you have an attitude of um, dating, I hate dating, dating sucks, mm-hmm. or men suck, or, you know, um, you know, I don't trust men. You really go out there with an attitude of, um, you really go out with an attitude of failure, and you set yourself up for failure. And so, what I try to show women in, the, in that chapter is, you know, no matter what has happened, you need to learn from it and move forward. And you have to have a can-do attitude that you will, you know, rise above whatever negative things have happened in the past, and that you will succeed if you keep trying and you keep learning. Keep learning. I love that. You know, I always tell, um, I you know, I tell clients all the time. You know, this is a, this is an adventure. See it as an adventure. Exactly what you say. Your attitude, your perspective is so crucial. So I think that chapter is definitely um, your attitude sucks. Chapter two, one one of my favorites. Um, let's talk about mistake number four. Another one which I found particularly compelling, and that is you have weak standards and. Chrissy, I especially found your distinction and discussion between being picky on the one hand and discriminating um, particularly insightful. Can you share with our listeners uh, about the weak standards chapter and uh, this distinction that you make? Yeah, of course. Um, this is another big one, and this especially for women, I think, um, to differentiate between being picky and being discriminating because we don't. We want to have high standards. We want to date with standards. We want to date people who are, who are good quality people and who are right for us. But but determining what that is can be kind of complicated. And so what I try to do is, is illustrate that being picky um, isn't really a way to go about it. Being picky and focusing on kind of surface characteristics or things that in the long term don't really matter. There are things that are nice to have, but they aren't aren't necessary. Things like you know, some women want to date only tall men or some women only want to date men of their ethnicity or they only want to date men who make a lot of money or have a certain, you know, build. Or These things are all, they're, they're kind of bonuses, but they're not, they're not usually things that are going to make you happy. And so what I try to get women to focus on is how does he make you feel when you're around him? How does he treat you? Um, do you have shared values? You know, do you want to both have kids? Do you want to raise your kids the same way? Do you share, you know, religious and political beliefs? Those are the things that cement people together. The rest of it is just bonus. And so what I try to get women to do is is focus more on that stuff and less on the surface stuff. Excellent. Um, and, the, and the concrete examples were helpful in that as well. Now tell us about 
Mistake number nine, again, there are 10 mistakes. We're only going to go through three of them now. The mistake number nine was you plan your wedding after the first stage. And um, I think this is an easy mentality, you know, for a lot of reasons, and I'd love you to discuss that, but for a lot of reasons I think this is something that, you know, is, is relatively commonplace. So uh, tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I kind of jokingly say, you know, when a woman is planning her wedding after the first date, what happens, I think, sometimes, I think more to women than to men, is when you meet someone you really like and you and you click, you know, when you first meet or when you go on that first date, it's easy to start wondering, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to have a future with this person. You know, I wonder, you know, what our kids would look like. And sometimes your mind just goes there. And, and really, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that... Some women um, take that far too seriously. I've heard women say, you know, after meeting a guy and talking to him for an hour or going on one date, say, I just met my future husband. And I and, and they're serious. And I think that you can certainly think, I've met somebody with great potential here, but there's no way you're going to know that soon if, if, if that person has true future potential. You know, you have to really get to know them. I know it sounds kind of obvious, but sometimes it's very easy to get caught up in that initial chemistry or that initial great feeling, and then you get too attached and you start ignoring all the bad signs, and then everything kind of goes downhill from there. So what I urge women to do is to slow down, and if you feel really optimistic about a guy, that's great, but kind of keep it to yourself. Don't start moving too quickly, don't start questioning about where the relationship is going too soon. Just sit back and see if, if you're instincts are actually correct you, you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and you know i mean and in terms of your life and you know making changes to your life immediately in terms of um how you're spending your time and all of those things um i think really play into that so you know yeah. hoping for the best but also you know keeping a perspective i, you know, I think is um and um, that chapter definitely helps um, in in uh, parsing that out. Now, let's shift gears and some um, some great insights for our women. Let's shift gears and turn to our male listeners. And in Changing Your Game, um, your most recent book, I understand, A Man's Guide to Success with Women, you right. say that when it comes to dating and women, there are two kinds of men, uh, and, and you term them problem solvers and complainers. Tell us about that. Okay, so that kind of goes back to what we talked about in Chapter 2 of the previous book, and it's not him, it's you, and that's about attitude, or what I call mindset. And so Mm -hmm. when you're um, a man and and you want to succeed with women, you can go in with um, a problem-solving mindset, which is a kind of a can-do attitude. Um, Can I, you know, I'm going to go out there and meet these women. If things don't go my way, I'm going to figure out a way to get around that. Now, um, so you contrast the, that with more the complaining mindset, which is kind of a powerless mindset. When, when, and this can happen to anybody. When, when you've had struggles with dating or you've had struggles with women or you've had struggles in the past or something bad happened with your ex, it's easy to get into this, I don't trust women, I don't like women, uh, you know, you know and, and, but it can really be self-defeating. And so what I and encourage men to do is, you know, if if is, is to take on a problem solver's mindset, which is to go out there with this attitude like, look, the past is the past. I'm going to make this work for me. If that doesn't work, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try something that does. If that doesn't work, I'm going to keep 
changing how I think about things until I find something that does work. And so what I try to encourage men to do is find the thing that works. Keep trying until you find it. Because if there's, you know, if you've had bad experiences in the past, you can change that any time, um, but with new experiences. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think then, you know, I, you know, for, for men and women both, I think it comes down, to, you know, to have an empowering mindset or attitude and, um, right. you know, being able to, you know, identify as a problem solver and someone who's going to figure it out, you know, and, um, and versus a complainer who's, you know, take powerless because it's, you know, either pointing a finger at others or just overgeneralizing, what have you. So I think, again, starting with the mindset or the attitude, um, it, um, you know, makes makes a lot of sense. Now, in your book for men, you mentioned the, what you term the magic formula of, and um, what this, the formula is success with women equals masculinity plus respecting women. And uh, now tell us about that. Tell us about that formula. Right. So, you know, I'm a big fan of formulas of any kind, graphs, charts, math. It always makes me happy. So I tried to come up with something oh. simple that everybody could relate to. And so what that, you know, when you say success with women equals masculinity plus respect for women, what you're trying to do is is cover all the bases. Women are attracted to masculinity. And masculinity is very basic. All men are masculine, you know, as long as, you're, you have to be comfortable in your manhood. You don't want to. You don't want to feel embarrassed about your manhood. Like like men are that are way too nice. Sometimes they're embarrassed to be masculine. They're embarrassed to be men. To admit that they love sports or they listen to Rush Limbaugh or you know that they mm-hmm. you know like to do man things. And and I think it's okay for men to be that way. And then at the same time, you know, it's it's important to also um, be woman-friendly, that you don't have to be too masculine. You can like women. You can be friends with women. You can try to understand women. And um, the mixture of those two are the things that um, that help men succeed with women. The masculinity attracts women to men. The, the liking women helps them succeed with women over the long haul. Okay, um, success with women equals masculinity plus respecting women. Honestly, it's almost like the masculinity, like being secure in in your manhood and being a man, being secure, which as, as we know, you know, confidence is so important for both men and women in, in the whole, you know, life in general, but definitely, you know, in the whole dating um, dating process. So, and then the respecting, um, respecting women is, you know, as people who are secure in themselves and accept those parts of them that, you know, obviously masculine, like you said, is a part of being a man, accepting that part of themselves um, makes it easy to, Accept others, even if they're different, which you know women can be in certain ways. So not to overgeneralize, but absolutely. So, so that makes um, that actually brings it full circle. I like that. And now I found your book's discussion of the illusion of endless options in online dating interesting. And um, I run right. across that all times. I'd love to um, love for you to share with our audience something about that in terms of what that means and. Um, and just you know, you have some great insights in your book about that. So tell us about that. Okay. Yeah. Another great question. Um, you, this is a huge problem in online dating. Um, online dating is a whole different ballgame than what I call conventional dating. It has different rules, different assumptions. You have to do, approach it entirely differently. Otherwise, it's going to be huge frustration. So um, the thing about 
when you get online and you see, you know, you do a search for women in a certain age bracket, you know, with certain attributes, you can get a pretty big long list. And and you get this idea that you have all these options. Wow, look at all these women. Look at all these 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 amazing women that live in my city that that are a certain that fulfill my general attributes for height, weight and all that other stuff. And mm-hmm. It's easy to assume that, you know, you have all these options. And so what happens is people compensate for that illusion by being pickier and pickier and pickier. It's like, well, if there's a 1,000 women between 30 and 40 who have, you know, bachelor's degrees, well, why can't, you know, and, and there's tons of them and they're all attractive, why can't I start picking, being more picky about how thin they are or, you know, narrowing that age range even more or, you know, I only want women with master's degrees or um, they have to be women who want two kids, not three. And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's easy to assume that there's so many options that, you know, you can get pickier and pickier and, and that, that actually works against you. The fact is, is the illusion of endless options is, is an illusion. You know, in reality, when you get online, there's a ton of people on there, but there's very few that you're going to interact with and even fewer that you're going to connect with. And what you need to do is, is find those people by broadening your criteria and changing how you approach all of this. Well, along the lines of what you're saying, you know, I know that um, you, you know, with your suggestions to men with regards to online dating, your book discusses criteria to be less choosy about on one hand and then criteria to be more choosy about on the other. Um, right. about yeah. I'm sorry, say that one more time. Oh, tell us about that distinction that you made. Yeah, again, oh, yeah. choosing the criteria to be more choosy. So, Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's there's some, I would say, it's kind of going back to that picky and discriminating thing again. Yes. I think one thing that, that men should be less choosy about is age. It's extremely common for men online to to aim for women who are younger than themselves, and mm-hmm. you know, and I and I think in an I you know, in many cases, yeah, um, a lot of couples are usually close to the same age, or the man is a couple of years older, and that's fine. But a lot of times, um, when you aim for only younger women, you're ruling out a huge amount of women who are going to be interested in you. Um, that is women your age or women even a few years older than you. And, and just by including those women in your age bracket, um, you can vastly increase the number of options you have. And so I, t- I tended to, you know, encourage men to do that. But one thing that, that you should be pickier about are things that actually are going to matter in the future, which is things like um, whether you want kids. A lot of people pay no attention to this online. They think, well, she's attractive, you know, she's in the right age bracket, I'll date her. And it's like a lot of people don't look at, you know, does that person want to have children? You know, you can choose all these different options, definitely want kids or I'm not so sure or definitely not. And I think that that's something that, that people should pay close attention to because that's the type of thing that's a massive deal breaker down the road. And it's like, why put yourself through that? But there's a couple of examples. Absolutely. No, I love that. You know, I term the kissing, you know, you think you bring it up. I mean, I can that's a life goal for, you know, and or, or, you know, life goal either way to choose not to or and the implications are there. So it's, you know, I find making assumptions and um, and not paying attention to that, that uh, 
for anyone who's, you know, commitment mind, and I think there are different goals in dating as well, but for someone who, you know, I think our, our listeners tend to be, you know, commitment-minded ones, and for that, if you are looking for someone kind of for the long haul, then um, knowing the life goals and having compatibility there I think is, is crucial. So I think um, right. that distinction is important. Now, now let's jump um, to, our, to their third book, very prolific here, and the third book is um, Dating the Divorced Man, Sort through the baggage to decide if he's right for you. Now, your book details the pros and cons of, among other things, dating divorced men. And I'd love for you to share some of your top ones with our listeners. Again, the pros and cons of dating divorced men in the category of divorced. Right. So um, th- there, there are many pros and cons, um, mostly pros, actually, which is good news um, if you're divorced, and many people are, and they want to get back out in the game and, and feel like, you know, that they can have good luck um, and 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 they will. The biggest pro with dating a divorced man is that it shows that he is interested in marriage. And if you want to get married and have a family, or just mm-hmm. want to get married, you know, a divorced man is is pretty much proof um, that he's interested or capable of doing that. You know, if you're afraid of of men who are commitment phobic or who or who are less traditional and don't value marriage. You know, usually divorced men um, liked being married in many cases and want to marry again. And so there's there's that piece. Another big one is that um, divorced men um, are usually more, a little bit more mature and they're, they're more experienced. You know, they, they know how to make a long-term relationship work. And getting divorced doesn't mean you don't know how to make a relationship work. It usually means that you had to learn a lot and then for whatever reason, the marriage didn't work out. But, um, you know, anyone who's been married knows that it takes a lot of work to make a, a relationship work. And a divorced man isn't going to wig out because you have a bad day or, you know, or you have a meltdown or, you know, you have, you know, your 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 moods or, you know, a, you know a, a man who's been married has just been around the block. And so, and that's a nice thing. Um mm-hmm. I'd say the only con, really, and and this varies from man to man, is um, is baggage. And baggage doesn't have to be a bad thing, um, but it can be. And and the most common reason why it can be a problem is when men don't deal with their baggage. When they have um, an ex-wife who is still angry about the divorce and who's calling every day or harassing him or his new girlfriend, that's bad news. And um, or you know his his children are still grieving the divorce and resent um, a new partner. Um, so these are the kinds of things that can be problems, but they don't have to be. Usually, if a man, you know, deals with his quote unquote baggage or deals with the issues that are divorce related, usually um, then he can move forward into a new relationship with great success. Okay, um, and. Now, in terms of parsing that out, your book discusses five rules for dating divorced men, five guidelines for dating divorced men. So please share with our listeners um, these these five uh, five guidelines, I would say, for, um, you know, for navigating your way when you're dating a divorced man. Right. So, there, yeah, there are um, a few different ones. And the first thing I would say is try to find out a situation. Every divorced man has a different situation. You know, their divorced men are as unique as the rest of us, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to find out, you know, what 
you know, is he divorced yet, first of all? Dating separated men is like a whole different ballgame than dating divorced men. If he's actually divorced, then that's actually much easier. You know, is, does, he have, um, does he have children? How many does he have? How old are they? You know, younger children are a different challenge than older children. You know, is, um, you know what's his relationship with his ex you know, like? And so what you want to do is find a situation that is compatible with your needs. You know, if he's still dealing, you know, if you kind of want a fun, free, uh, like a free, fun lifestyle, you know, a man who's got three young children may not be the best choice for you. Whereas, um, you know, if you are interested in being a stepmother, you know, young children can be great because um, they're usually very welcoming to new partners, whereas older children are already kind of grown up and beyond the need for a new parent. So that's one thing to think about. Another um, tip I give is, is to is to kind of take your time with the divorced man. Um, in some cases, it's important to assess whether he's kind of ready for a new relationship or not. Some divorced men are, are ready to move on, but some are not, especially if the divorce is recent and especially if they're not divorced yet. They may seek a relationship, but they may not be ready for one yet. And what you have to do is kind of watch his behavior. You know, if he seems ambivalent or if he kind of disappears for a while or you know, he's still grieving the divorce or showing signs of grief, um, it's important to, to kind of back off and let him go through what he needs to do. So, um, you know, there are, there are a few different things to look for. There are a couple off the top of my head. Okay. Well, um, very helpful. And your book, you know, we're not going to get into it here, but there's so much in your book in terms of, as you mentioned, being separated is different, and not you know being separated right. is very different from being divorced. And um, there's a lot of great discussion in there about navigating your way through that situation as well. And and as you emphasize, you know everyone is unique, and so there's not sort of this one category of divorced or separated or you know never never married. We, we're all quite unique, and really knowing yourself and what you're looking for, and really um, taking the time and interaction, like allowing yourself the time and interaction to get to know someone in that situation is, um, is pays huge, huge dividends, I'd say. Um, right. so I appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Christy. They've been really interesting. And I'm wondering if there's any last thought or take-home message you'd like to leave our listeners with. Yeah, I, you know, what I try to tell people um, is that dating is Dating is a great kind of personal seminar. <laughs> it's a great way to kind of to grow as a person um, because dating is going to bring out a lot of our our insecurities and the ways that we struggle in life. And it's really a great opportunity to sort of face those insecurities to even kind of conquer them. So I tell people, no matter how rough dating gets, no matter how frustrating it can be, keep keep at it because it will make you stronger. And everything that happens is getting you closer to finding the right person or the right situation for you. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, just going through that process and having that growth, is, I think, is, helps tremendously when you're in that relationship, too, in terms of maintaining it and sustaining it. So um, wonderful. I'd like to thank Christy for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank and you. Thanks for having me on. It's been awesome. Um, Absolutely. Chrissy, are there any websites um, you'd like to share with our listeners today? 
Sure. Yeah, I have a website. It's uh, christyhartman.com. Um, I also have a blog filled with um, free advice about all the things we talked about today. And I love when people come and comment and, and put in their two cents. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Now, in case you joined us late, I would like to show, share this show with people in your life. I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. Appreciate your hanging out with us, and do email me with topics you'd like discussed in future shows, and make sure to join us for next month's show. Thanks a lot, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.